Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello. How you doing? I'm fine. Thank you very much. How are you? How you you doing, goat lady? I'm okay. Oh my God, I'm such a goat lady now. Goat lady. I think it's more goat mama, kind of. Oh, yes, that's exactly, yes. That's what it sounds like in my house all the time now. Elsie's the crazy cat lady, but with goats. (laughs) Someday, Elsie, they'll be the only ones to take care of you. Uh, Oh my gosh. (laughs) In your old age, it'll be you and the goats. Yes. And the babies and the kids do love them. And they are absolutely little baby. We had baby goats, if that's that's what we're talking about. So as of, they were born on January 8th. Um, the first one was born at about noon. And his name is Bucky. And he... His mama didn't want anything to do with the baby, so we had to bring him in the house and keep him warm and love him. And hes it was the cutest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. He's just sweet, sweet little goat. And then daddy went to go check on Coco, who was the mama, to see how she was doing. And our neighbor came too. And it turns out that there was another little kid in there. So... Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So our neighbor actually manually grabbed a hole, a hold of the baby and pulled the baby out. And we thought that there was a possibility. And, and um, what do you call it? Jessica got some text from me going like, oh, my God, what if there's a dead baby in there? But the baby was alive. And so we have another little baby goat named Pine. He is an, he's an, another male. And so now, born five hours afterwards, and the mama seems to be doing okay, but she doesn't want anything to do with the babies. So we have to bottle feed them, and that's what we've been doing. So they're in the house in a gigantic bucket, like huge, huge, huge bucket, and they're just in there, and they cry like babies, and you feed them like every, you know, three to four hours or something like that, and... Um, We've been taking them outside and they walk around and do cute things like that. And they get so tired and then they go back and you just put them back and they go to sleep. (laughs) So So you have to go milk the mama, then put the milk in a bottle and give it to the babies? Well, we're at this moment, we're not even milking the mama. The mama's going to be milked today for the first time because we've had to deal with the baby. And we had to figure out whether or not she had passed the afterbirth and we i mean we didn't know this was gonna uh, believe me we are not goat people i mean we're goat people but not like you know breeders of goats and no all we didn't Who the wa- hell is well i know the thing is we didn't it's not like we went out of our like if we wanted to have babies yeah, the whole thing is an accident yes the whole all thing of is, it an is an accident exactly. having the goats getting one pregnant all of yes. it is by default yes exactly so 
therefore. Ex- yes, and there's that. And they are so, but they are so cute. I mean, they are the cutest little things you've ever seen. They are extremely and cute. And hopefully, the thing is, this these next 30 days are very crucial. I woke up this morning. Oh my gosh. I woke up this morning. Randy had emailed me an article about goat poop. And I was like, sweet. What? And so then I open up the thing and it gives you pictures and step by step, like what's good and what's not. Like, this is the first poop the goat does. This is a good poop that the little baby goat would do. This is horrible. If the goat does this, you need to, like, this is life threatening. Run, don't walk. Oh my God. And so it's like all of these things. And essentially, there's pictures, like six pictures of, of goat poop. Um, and then four of those pictures are, oh, my God, the goat's going to die. So now I'm oh like, oh, God. crap, literally shit. How, what's going to happen? I ho- hopefully the goat will continue and finally end up having little tiny pellets in 30 days. And once they have little pellets, then we they're fine. They're fine. I hate to even ask what they're pooping now. Please don't tell me. But I'm actually, assuming you know it's what? not little Do pellets. you remember? But actually, wouldn't it really be that bad? It's sort of like the same thing that babies do. Remember when you first... when oh, the, yeah, the first like the poop yellow the ba- nightmare of... Well, yeah. actually, not even that. It's the first poop when it's like tarish Oh, black and, and black. terrible? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But it actually wasn't black and terrible. It's stick- It's black and sticky, but it's not stinky at all. Like, there's no smell to it at all. It just looks Thank like God. little black sticky things and it's very sticky but it's not stinky um i haven't seen any other poop as since then um so we this will such a fun, see. fun it's a fun time fun time with newborns i mean i remember when i first had my girls this was the time that i was the most stressed out because that's when people scare you the most, don't you think? Like when you first bring the baby home, it's like, be careful of this. Be careful of that. Watch this. This could be deadly. Don't do that. M- make sure they, they're pooping. If they're not, don't. And then you're like, oh, my God, they're crying. What's wrong with them? Are they dying? Because, you, you know, it's. it's yeah, for me, the biggest fear was always, is he going to stop breathing when he's sleeping? Yeah. Like there's. Yeah, I, I actually like have You can never about trust well. a sleeping baby. Like Scott used to just stare into his. Cr- I have pictures of him having fallen asleep, staring at his child to make sure he was still breathing. And pictures of him with his hand on his chest, sleeping, just to make sure that Isaac was still alive. He was yeah. so scared that the kid was just going to stop breathing out of nowhere. It's like. It's, it's not, scary. Yeah, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. And like with coughs and poops and all the stuff that, you know, you never know. So essentially we're going through that again with goats. I wish you had a goat that was participating in their own child's... Yeah. You know, that would that goat. would have actually made it... Yesterday, Rand tried to take one of the babies over to see and she smelled the baby and all the stuff and then kind of kicked the baby twice. Oh, no. So I know. So we had to. But then at the same time, it's like, did we do something wrong grabbing the baby? Like we were trying to. It was so cold outside that night because it, it, I mean, that morning Sorry. and whatnot. So anyway, we, we probably messed things up. And it's like people, pe- goat people are probably going, why? What are you doing? You know, and we're like, I don't know. That's right. We don't know what we're doing right now. We're figuring it out as we go. Mean? I'm so. assuming you guys Googled what to do before. Well, yeah, but I think that the, I guess, I, I suppose Rand was thinking that Coco would just take to the baby. And so then if that happens, then it's all good, essentially. I mean. What's going to happen if she always hates the baby and then like you have to keep them separated? 
I know. Crap. That's what I was thinking too. Crap. I have no idea. I have no idea because there's be awful. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And they're so. But again, I'm, if you look at them, they are perfection. They are perfection. You just go like, I cannot believe that they were inside this other goat, and that they're these little perfect furry little beautiful cute little things thank god they're cute and beautiful because (laughs) well for now they're not toddlers yet you're gonna have goat toddlers soon yes yes and i just know from my own toddler what a flipping nightmare it is yes and they're boys and these two are boys too so yesterday i had to take him through the drive-thru and he yelled at me the whole time the whole time he yelled at me the whole way to the restaurant he yelled at me the whole time we were sitting in line. He yelled at me the whole way home. Why? Just keep going. Why? Keep going. Oh. Because he, he doesn't like when the car stops. He was hungry. Oh, my gosh. What did you keep say Keep going, him? Mom. I said, I, I mean, for the, you know, up until we got to the last light of my house, I was very patient. As soon as we turned down my street, at the end of this trip, I lost myself. Yes. And I was like, and I go, hey, I said, you're three. I'm 42. I know how to drive. Don't tell me what to do anymore. I'm the mom. You're the kid. I know what I'm doing here. You've never driven a car. And then you know what he said? Well, no. I'm not three. I'm five. Oh, oh my God. I said, little boy, I'm the one that gave birth to you. You think I don't know how old you are? I said, you're three. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm five. Oh, my God. Great. He just switched it around like, on you. He's like, he now took you down another rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I am, I was like, I'm the one that had you. I know how old you are. Don't correct me again if you want to live. See, maybe you should have had that conversation the first time instead of at the very end. I was trying to be patient for no reason. Why do I even bother? I, I honestly, I, I think children use uh, parents' patience against them. I, I, you have to be right because the whole time I was like, Isaac, I can't keep going. Isaac, what color is the light? Isaac, I'll go when it's my turn. You know, and it's all me like just being patient and casually ignoring him and putting on different songs on the radio to keep his big mouth shut. Keep going, mommy. Keep going. I need my fries. Then, of course, we pull up to the window. Can I have my fries, please? Oh, my God. Hi, I'm Isaac Kupferman. Can I have my fries? I'm He's like, I just take the money. I just take the money. (laughs) He says it everywhere we go. We were at the restaurant. Hi, I'm Isaac Kupferman. Will you bring my dinner now? Oh my god. She's like, Can I can I take your order first? (laughs) I'm Isaac Kupferman. Please bring me my dinner. Oh my god. King Isaac would like his dinner now. That little boy. So imagine a goat. Imagine a stubborn goat. Yeah, I don't want no words. Don't want to do that. Hopefully, just headbutting, 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 headbutting each other, the door, your children. Well, that's why the children stay away from these goats because the goats that we do have, again, I think we have a story somewhere in Chi Podcast. For those of you who binge listened, I do believe we've told the story of how the goats came to our into our lives, which was. By surprise so. again. Somebody, somebody yeah, was giving but, yeah. up. Somebody, they needed a home. And at that time, yeah. we made a choice, but not like as a family, but as a sort of like where we were living before, there was like another family there and another family there. And everybody was supposed to take care of the goats. 
but alas, that did Why not happen. Why did you leave them there when you moved? Yes, we weren't going to leave them there because nobody wanted the goats. So we took the goats with us because for the safety of the goats kind of thing. And um, so now we have these goats. And so these goats are very, they're very domesticated. They think that they are dogs. They want to always come in the house. Unfortunately, though, they are also very territorial. So they really love daddy and they, you know, follow him around like like dogs everywhere, like a pack. Everywhere he goes, they three of them follow him everywhere. And but they're not very. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. It, it is super hilarious. You should. He's I got wish three I'm going to take super a, fans. It's so three funny. goat super fans. But then they they buck the girls like they just especially yeah, Maymay because she's so little. They're like bonk, and so and they don't care, and they come after me too. So I have to be every time you go out when the goats are out. You essentially have to be like get away from me. You go. You have to be really. Oh my gosh! <gasps> Did I tell you this story? Holy okay, so and then we're gonna move into the news, guys. I'm sorry, I gotta tell you guys this. So okay, so the UPS man came to the house. The goats were out. Okay, so the goats were out, and they hang out like like they don't go anywhere. They're just out. But whenever the goats are out, we don't go out because again, like what I just said. But the UPS man came, and I'm like, oh my god, the goats are out. The UPS man's here, and so I ran outside, and I wanted to very easily help the UPS man. You know, with the, I just wanted to tell him there's goats out here, guy. And then, so he's like super old, like an older man, UPS guy, giving me my, giving me my box. And then the minute he's giving me my goat, my, my box, one of the goats runs into the UPS truck. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so he, did he make a I'm, dent? No, he runs in the goat, in the, in the, in it. Inside of the oh, UPS inside? truck. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, no. He's going to eat all the mail. No, I know. Exactly. So at this, as this is happening, I'm stopping the other two goats from wanting to go inside the UPS truck. While oh this, God, the UPS guy's trying to grab the goat that's in the truck to come out. Finally, he was able to get her out. And I'm sure he will never want to come back to our house again. And I was mortified. This guy goes home and tells his wife. <laughs> For some reason, I think a guy down there, that's not his first rodeo. Like, yeah, I think true. he's had livestock in his truck before. That's Possibly. just me. <laughs> I was just going to say, this guy comes home at night and goes, Mary, you won't believe that goddamn <laughs> goat got my USPS truck again. I cannot believe these people with their damn goats. That's the fifth goat that we got in the truck this week. Yeah. You know what's going on? If I get two more chickens and a cow, I'm going to have me some dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That is hilarious. This poor man. The Escobar's going to go in the truck again today. Imagine our male guy. Imagine my poor male woman if a goat ran into her truck. She's like an (laughs) 80-year-old woman. (laughs) She can barely walk. I don't know how she carries my shit up to the porch, to be honest with you. She's so Oh, my God. I, I always feel horrible even, guilt. I cannot even believe when I it. See I her. mean, seriously, I was, I was I mortified know. after that. I was like, my goat went into the UPS truck. I couldn't stop them. So no. I, I was just like, ugh. So now I understand. I mean, it's like, I don't even know. What's sad, what's sad, listener, is that when Elsie says her life is a circus, we really have no idea. That she's preventing goats from getting in the UPS truck all in a day's work. Exactly. I, I, yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. Like what else is happening? You know, Like these things are the things that I text to Jess back and forth about all of the, th- all of the stuff that's happening over in the land of here. 
And once again, oh, we God. have a split screen of Elsie chasing a goat into a UPS truck as Jessica hangs a foyer sized chandelier in her daughter's bedroom. Like it's the biggest fucking thing because I couldn't I did. I mean, measuring would have had no purpose because I bought it on Wayfair. So it's like a it's like a it's bigger. I mean, it's huge. You can't walk by without bumping your head. I had to put a table underneath it, and I don't even think it helps. It's oh I mean gosh. that's that's our split screen of the day. See, I, if I was producing the, the show, what would be happening is while Elsie's trying to get the goat out of the UPS truck, it flashes over to <laughs> Jessica getting yelled at by Isaac in the drive-through line. That that's yes. that's my oh, that's show. That's right. Just keep going. Keep going. Mommy, keep going. It's like a rodeo over there. As Elsie goes, sir, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, sir. I'll get the goat in just a minute. Me! Me! <laughs> Run! <laughs> Run! Don't help me! Don't help mommy! Save yourself! May comes out with a lasso and she swings it and ropes the goat and drags it off the truck. God. Oh my God. That is, yes, it is. This is a, a life. funny show, it you guys. This is a funny show. It oh, has to be. Crap. Someday we'll write take it. it. We couldn't make this stuff up. I mean, no. honestly. who? Why would I want to? <laughs> anyway. Um, but skip. I mean, okay. So are we uh, ready to kind of move on? So why don't we just move to our some news then? The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. So Jess, oh my God, that's right. That's a perfect transition of goat crying right afterwards. Okay. Hey, so do you want to just lead us into our new sponsor that is sponsoring this, uh, the news for us for the next month? Yes. So, um, yes, this portion of the show is brought to you by Podcast Movement here in Philadelphia. Also, Elsie and I coming up are going to be offering a VIP day that weekend, just so you know. Stay tuned for that. But if you have never come to a Podcast Movement before, this is your year to come. First of all, it's in Philly, the best food in the country. You'll get to meet our producer, John, which will never happen if it goes to another city ever again. You'll get to see us. Maybe she and I are probably going to be speaking. We'll do a live taping. But podcast movement is the most fun. All the podcasters are there. And there's literally every topic under the sun. Anything you want to learn, you can learn at podcast movement, whether it's marketing, growing, starting a new show, storytelling, interview, business. All of it is at podcast movement. It is the biggest podcast convention there is. This year, it's in Philadelphia. And it is, I believe, the last week of July. It is July 23rd to the 26th. 2018 at the Philadelphia Marriott downtown. I cannot tell you how much I love Philadelphia. Also, in case you were wondering, not that this matters, but you fly into Philadelphia, the train, you can take the train from the airport right into the hotel, the train stations in the hotel. You just get out and get on the elevator. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So you don't have to, not like Anaheim where you had to get an $80 Uber. This time, it's like a quick train ride, costs six bucks or something. 
Um, very easy to get around Philly. Really fun town. So many cool things to see, like the Rocky statue and South Street. And you get to get yourself a cheesesteak. Maybe see like a baseball game. Yell at some New York Yankee. What? Are, am I not doing a good Philly, Philly accent? Just not a good Philly accent for you, John? I have uh, the whole actual uh, mobile setup for the She Podcast taping. <gasps> Speakers, mixer, sound effects, microphones, everything ready to go. So when you're ready to get, oh my god, that's so exciting to show up just for that. But podcast movement also rocks, and everything Jess said. Plus, you get to hang out and meet a lot of the different podcasters you've been listening to forever, and have access to them. So please make your plans now. We are right now in January, so start looking, start booking. And especially if you don't don't delay. I just right now booked my my hotel room because I have I had you know it's not something you kind of do really first of all. And then I saw that the hotel rooms were gone or whatever, and so I'm like, oh my god! And oh my so god, I they just finally, got more. Wait, they just got yeah, they more. just they just got more. That's what I'm saying. So you guys make a decision at minimum, book your hotel room, and but definitely show up. It's going to be so such a wonderful investment for you think about Mm -hmm. it now start saving your money make a decision go to podcast movement i'll book in my room right after we get done this show yeah actually yeah i was just gonna say that i don't even know if i want a room but i better book one just in case yeah at least for the nights of the thing so i don't have to go home and come back you know what i mean so yeah we should have a promo code so if you don't hear us add the promo code um, please look in the group or in the show notes, shepodcast.com. Or if you're listening on your mobile, look in the promo code for the promo code with the show notes, because um, it's really important that they know that you came through us. If you did hear it from us, if you already booked and it's not, you know, don't unbook and rebook or anything like that. But like, you know, we want them to know that we support them and that, you know, them partnering with us and putting their trust in us really works. So I think the code should be shepodcast. If it doesn't work, like just look in the show notes for it and thank you so much we are so excited to see you guys and i mean i will be there and be there and be there because i live right down the street so i'm excited oh my god yes 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 all right so um now moving on to our proper news this is some news that came in from actually it's funny that i heard this from a mac podcast of all things because he was talking about something about podcasts and i was like what is he talking about podcast and Mac news? And then I realized that this is a, um, a, a story from Engadget where it, the headline says, Apple Nabs murder mystery series staring Octavius, uh, Octavius Spencer. And Octavius. Octavius Spencer. No. So, yeah. And so what's really interesting about this, though, is that so where the podcast thing comes into this is that this show is going to be based on a Kathleen Barber novel of the same name about a woman whose father's grisly murder is explored in a true crime podcast. How about that? So the entire show is based obviously on a novel and on a true crime podcast. So that's cool. And it seems like Sarah Koenig is being... Um, kind of it's, it's helping out a little bit there for some I'm not sure if I don't think she's executive producing or anything like that but as a somebody who to talk to to help them out and, and all that kind of stuff so I thought that was a very interesting consultant. consulting that's it yeah consulting duh so there you have it how cool is that I mean that's pretty cool Apple 
<sighs> Apple's going to make their own like stuff now. Yeah, they've been trying. Yes, absolutely. This is their. I think this is the third show. What do we that think they're about doing. that? Hey, any they're actually investing one $1 billion dollars. Have they on, even? They don't even make their own. They don't make their own content. Period. They don't make their well, own they television. Have. Yes, they don't. Make, they do. They do it? not. Not as of right now, but they are investing in that. They actually had two um, smaller series. Like, I think one of them was Planet of the Apps, I think, something like that, something to do with apps. And the other one had to do with the iteration of Carpool Karaoke. That Apple is the one that uh, wanted to put that forth. But although I'm not sure it's called Carpool Karaoke. It's got a, a another name, but it is that same premise idea uh, yeah idea uh, of that and those are the two smaller series like the small like five minute things and i think they've got they've already invested in two other series that are full on sort of like the way that netflix is moving into things and then this is their third one i think so and but look check this out that makes the second witherspoon involved production snagged by apple after it bought a tv drama written and created by her and jennifer aniston back in november how about that? And then it says, aside oh from God, that. Oh, my God. They played sisters on Friends. Yeah, I know, right? Aside from that show, Apple secured an anthology series produced by Steven Spielberg in October and a series from Battlestar Galactica creator Ronald D. Moore last month. So, actually, this is not the third. This is a fourth. So, they've got four series in production right now. Apple. That's does. incredible. But, mind you, this one's the like. one that has the most podcast focused into it, right? And, of course... Serial has something to do with this because obviously murder and man dying and serial and all that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, you know, why don't we stay with that same kind of news? Because now you, uh, so Gimlet goes Hulu, huh? Actually, yeah. So, um, the Hollywood Reporter um, reported that. Hulu veteran Jenny Wall is going to be their first CMO. Why can't I understand? Chief. I could not think of the word. Chief marketing officer. Um, she's going to oversee all marketing and audience growth for the company behind the podcast, uh, Reply All, Homecoming, and Startup. Um, they've never had a CMO before. And so they tapped someone from Hulu who now says she wants to make Gimlet the HBO of podcasting. Whoa. I thought that was a very interesting uh, outlook to make it the HBO of podcasting. What does that even mean? Do we even know what that means? No. I, I was trying to figure that. Would that be... Pre I'm not sure if she's talking about it in terms of the of the business model or the content. I don't you know, know because she doesn't specify, I don't think. Yeah, because if you think about it from the content perspective, I can see that. You know, HBO has always you know had pretty uh newsworthy stuff that they put out there the shows the stories um they were always trying to do new things pushing boundaries so maybe that yeah. i could see it from that perspective i don't know about the the business model because as of like i'm I, i'm still not sure about premium subscription for podcasts you know, like mm -hmm. I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not sure that's I don't know. Like I could understand like right now I do value Netflix. I value Hulu. I value Apple, actually, you know, like meaning the shows coming out for Apple. 
I, I'm mm-hmm. interested in being able to see these new shows. I really like that. I'm just not sure that I would be like feeling the same way for audio productions. As of now, that still feels a little, I'm not sure if it's worth it. Even though I love the medium and I think it's valuable and I think it's amazing, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. Maybe, maybe that'll change. I don't I'm know. not either. I don't know. So I agree, though. I totally agree. But, um, you know, when I saw that you wrote Gimlet Goes Hulu, I thought that this news had to do with something else, which is something that somebody just shared with you, that. too. That the um, <laughs> I know that when we because now what's his name? No, they're Zach, not being adapted. Zach Braff. No. Zach Braff. Yeah. He um, his show is finally going to come out. The one that you was know, based the fact on that startup. you said what's his name means that you have missed out on probably one of the best comedy series ever, Scrubs. And if you have I not did, seen Scrubs, I actually auditioned I demand, for Scrubs. I dem- oh God, I don't care. Back I demand that Guess you watch. Guess what character it. It is so? Fu- Sarah Chalk, right, Elliot. Um, I don't know, dude. It was the woman who was the. Uh, there's a there's a Latina woman in there, isn't there? There's a woman of color in there. That's Judy, who I went, yes! Oh that's my god! I, that's who I went in for that when Scrubs was as a as a pilot. Yeah, that's so what you, I went. You in, that would have never that. worked. She was so good as Carla. That would have never worked. I cannot <laughs> see you with Donald Faison at all. I can see well, you having the comedic timing, but she's like a little older. She's older than us. She needed to be a little older. She's supposed to be an older, wiser version of like the Zach Raff and Donald Faison. Like you, right. you still look like you're 25. You, that's well, why you probably didn't is, get it. Well, the other thing too, I actually don't even know because I never watched, I never watched it. I never you watched You must. It's afterwards. so funny. I mean, I is it out of bitterness? It. Because it's really one of the best shows. Ever. I was never into like, I've never been into sitcoms. It's not really. It's kind of like a sitcom a dramedy. Yeah, but I'm eh. also also the um the hospital the head of the hospital's like like sidekick right hand man starts an acapella group and they only sing um 70s sitcom theme shows. And it's so funny. It's like, you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life, ba-ba-da, the facts of life, ba-ba-da. It's so funny. It's so funny, Elsie. I know. All of it is funny. Donald and Zach's relationship, they have, like, such a bromance where, I mean, they're like twins, practically. It's so funny. What a shame. Please tell me you will watch that on Netflix or something. At least a couple episodes. I will watch it at some point. Yes, absolutely. Again, though, it's just one of those things that it just doesn't really interest. Like, sitcoms don't really interest me. This one is very much your cup of tea, though. It's very much help the human race. It's hard to watch people die. It's it's very touching and heartfelt, even if it is a sitcom. Right. It's not a sitcom like, like um, uh, it's not a sitcom like um, the Goldbergs or something like that. It's much more thought provoking. It's more like um, a cross between something really funny and like. Did you ever watch um, Fred Savage show? What was that called? The gold, the old golden. I mean, Wonder Years. Yes, it's very much like a sitcom with Wonder Years put together. Okay. What did you say, John? I haven't seen it. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. What? What? One of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Well, I definitely will check oh it gosh. out. 
Uh, you know me. I like a good in comedy. In every show, in every show, Zach Braff's boss comes up with a different woman's name to call him <laughs> throughout the whole show. He's either Nancy, Kristen. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm telling you Dude. all the tiny little jokes. It's so funny. Anyway, whatever. If those of you out there, please tell them, show them the way. It's so show funny. Them the way. All right, whatever. I'm going right. to get off of this now. Well, that, yes, but Al- anyway, Zach so Rath's that show is finally, Mr. finally coming out. I hope yes, it's finally because I do like him. Yeah. So the Some TV show him. is based on startup. It was based on startup, and it's. Um, I think the pilot is out. Not the pilot. Sorry, the preview. The little preview is out and it, you know, talks about podcasting and you see him recording in his bed. And I just thought that was hilarious. I mean, there's just a lot of sort of like what I felt were inside jokes that only podcasters are going to totally be like, oh, my God. Yes, yes. Like, I, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm. I Yeah. So I, anyway, I just think that that was brilliant. So you guys, I'll put a link into that little um, whatever the preview there so that you guys check it out. Jess and I actually talked about this in October 2016. And so now it's finally... I guess and it's coming out in March. So the actual series will launch in March. I mean, I've been watching previews for like six months already. It feels like. Yeah. It just keeps on. Yeah. Well, at least they're keeping it forward, you know, so fresh. Yeah. Fresh, fresh and coming forward. So we've got that yeah. going on. Um, yeah. So we have another bit of news here, which is that Libsyn acquired pair networks. Did you know this, Jess? No, so, I don't know what pair networks is. Pair networks is a web hosting company. That is based in Pittsburgh. Oh, my God. You're kidding. So this is essentially uh, an acquisition of just to have it's it's a really solid company. They've got I mean, they're they're fine on their own. They're a great, um, successful company, profitable company. And it essentially just becomes now part of Lipson. But at this point in time, that that's it. There's nothing else happening. There's no like, there's not going to be like everybody from Pear is not going to be at Libsyn or Libsyn's going to be Pear. Like everybody's going to stay as they are. They just have a different. They just been acquired, kind of thing. There's no nothing that's changing, and at this point in time, there is nothing that you guys can start to speculate as to why this was. Um, bought in terms of, oh, now they're going to offer this and this. Libsyn's going to offer this and this. And no, as of now, it simply is an acquisition. So, but I can mm. share the uh, press release for it. But of course, they've got to be doing something with all that server space. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that <clears throat> stuff is is going to be, um, there are some streamlining things that are going to be happening. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. But this is actually, again, this is web hosting, not podcast hosting. And there's going to be no addition, like there's not going to be other stuff happening in between. It's still separate. It's like this is web hosting and this is podcast hosting, totally different delivery mechanisms and different use cases. So Hmm, that is it. But there's that. That's news. That's that's news. That is news. That is news. And um, so did you get an opportunity to read this thing about iHeartMedia Analytics being wrong? And all this kind of stuff. There was a lot of talk about yeah, this. Seems like PodTrack has been counting their page views, not their downloads. So it oh. says like, so PodTrack is like, oh, it says the top networks, top publisher, NPR, iHeartMedia, WNYC. But they're counting page views and they're counting page views because it's streaming. Oh. And now they're comparing streaming shows with all the other shows, which doesn't make sense. So the most popular from iHeartMedia are Trending Songs Pop and Week in History. Trending Songs Pop is 68 seconds 
It contains five short songs. It's basically it's basically like a clamor. Right. And yeah, same yeah, yeah. with Week in History. It's like a clamor. It's a minute long. So of course, of course it's gonna be at the top. How does that even count as a podcast? I could do that. Yep. And do five clips of songs. That doesn't even make sense. But you and I have been saying for a really long time that Podtrack is a bunch of hatui because it only tracks who's in Podtrack. If your show isn't in Podtrack, you can't be ranked, period. So how right, are you just, a podcast data. ranker? Right. If you ain't got no shows. I mean, and they do have shows, but it doesn't tell you how many. You just, all we know is that all the networks are on it. Big deal. Right. I think that part of what... Um, now, wait. This, oh, go ahead. No, but part of, of the biggest issue from this article, which, uh, uh, truth be told, I did not read. I have just been hearing conversations, which is bad wait, for me to do this. Wait, But part of it is... Wait, hold on. Hold on. Let me finish. Is that there is... The issue here is that the um, players themselves were preloading the media. And as we know... Yes, and then that's what this I was is, just going to say. Yeah. So the problem... Like, actually, in the last episode, we were talking about how, you know, the IAB has come up with these, these measurements, right? Where yeah, they're going yeah. to filter out certain types of requests so that we can really narrow into what really is an actual... I mean, getting closer towards a human being listening, right? Because there's a lot of different times when many things happen. Like I said, with my crappy bandwidth, sometimes like a file request from me where I am could be up to 10 times. And, and it would suck if somebody's thinking that they have 10 listeners when it's really just Elsie trying to download your show, <laughs> you know? And so yeah. that sucks, right? But what's happening here, with especially with iHeartMedia, is that the, some of these uh, players were preloading the media, which means that any time that you went to their website, the the host got a request for a download. What, and here's the thing, whether or not you pressed play, because I've seen right. auto you know, auto-downloaded, you know, you, we've all been to that website where we go in there and all of a sudden it starts yes. talking to you and you're like, oh my God, if I think it's stopped. Player, if right. the player is on a page, the page loads, the player's there, that counts as a download, even if they don't press play. Yes. So if the player was shown 2,000 times because someone's reading an article, yes. it will have been tracked as 2,000 downloads. Yes, yes. How effed up is that, y'all? Yes. I know it is effed up. So that's so then and, it and then says, I think why that, didn't PodTrack notice? They measure the devices on which well, mind podcasts you, this are is, being downloaded on. Well, this is also PodTrack and iHeartMedia. So we're talking about two separate things too, right? And they are behaving in two separate ways as well. So the, the reason that they're also talking about iHeartMedia podcast figures are highly overstated. And those are the ones that are with the smaller bite-sized pieces of downloads. I mean, I'm sorry, podcasts is because this... This is sort of one of the things that they were putting out there. And so here he actually um, the problem is really in, in, in here. I'm going to read directly from the article because he actually puts it over here. The problem PodTrack measures total unique requests for a podcast audio file. Uh, the podcast player widget appears whenever you load a page on iHeartMedia 850 radio stations websites. The player itself requests the whole podcast mm -hmm. audio file automatically when it loads. Without a user pressing play, every page loads on over 850 radio station websites where that player is present is being tracked <laughs> by PodTrack as a listen, oh, irrespective Christ. of whether the user presses play. 
Pod Track is effectively measuring total page impressions to iHeart's 850 radio station websites and not actual podcast plays. They're scamming the system again. Well, you know what? No, they weren't doing. They're I not have doing a feeling, it on purpose. I yeah, I think didn't that, even know. Yeah, exactly. I think that this really wasn't that, uh, John. Which is uh, truly, I don't think that this was a nefarious act from iHeartRadio to top the charts. I have a feeling that this this is why there needs to be a way in which you can understand the technology behind delivery of media. Because when people just kind of go like, let's just put the players on there. Oh, you know what? Preloaded media loads faster. It's a better user experience. Okay? But then at the same time, it's giving improper analytics. So when somebody is designing oh, websites that are going. based on on being on delivery for the end user because they're used to doing things one way. That doesn't necessarily mean that it actually is good for podcasting or for understanding when somebody really is listening to a show. That's where I think we get into trouble. And so kinds of things like this and being able to bring this forth, I think is good for all of us. I really don't think that iHeart deliberately did this. Like, You know, I, I honestly don't think that they did that. And so now that it's, the onus is on them, on all of us to, and this actually goes even for us little peons, to be able to, whenever we use a player, whenever we say, hey, what if we were using the iHeartMedia player on our site? Because I think you can. Um, there's a lot of different players out there that you can use in case you want something different, pretty, whatever. There's, you know, Pat Flynn's player. There's like these other um, players that are out there. Make sure when you do that, you ask, is this player preloading the media? Because that's going to skew your numbers. And if the person who, the developer says, uh, yes, it does, and you can't turn it off, then run away because what you're going to be getting again is Santa Claus. And we don't want Santa Claus. We want actual people that are listening right. to the show versus just coming to your website and seeing how pretty it is. You know, it's funny because I finally took the time to go into podcasts or Apple Connect and look at my shows, you know, downloads and stuff like that. And again, exactly where I, there's little sections of where I stop talking, I play like music as a, segue into another spot you can actually see the spike where people hit that 15 second ahead button <laughs> you know so it's like they can't even listen to like 10 seconds of music it's just like i can I, and i can understand it because i probably would do the same thing but it just for me it's just a transition and so now when people if you get this much you know where they can see where people are going to hit the button because every, I'm not going to lie. Every podcast I listen to, as soon as the as soon as they start saying, and we need to talk to you about our sponsor, I, I bang, I hit that button and off I go. I don't think advertisers are going to like podcasts as a medium to, to, you know, advertise on because it's so easy to skip over their product and their advertising. So then what was going to happen with it? I mean, one, the more information they get, the more I feel they're not going to like podcasting as a place to advertise. Just my thoughts. I, I, you know, what, what's interesting There's is... There's so much more that's good about podcast advertising besides yeah. just the, the actual number. I understand why they want to quantify it, but they're not going to stop because the main draw and benefit is influence, not numbers. They just need to quantify it for budget purposes, but they're not going to stop. And I, here's how I know. Because... 
I've had advertisers pay for 10,000 downloads and then the show in the period of time, for whatever reason, only gets two or 3,000. They still renew. They don't care because it's getting enormous results. It doesn't matter how many people listen. It matters that it works and it does work. Yeah, I think I agree. I totally agree with Jess. And the thing, I think the problem that we see here is that it's not instant gratification kind of thing for the advertiser. And this is something that I keep wanting to tell all of the, you know, the people that I work with too, is that there, you cannot expect the results like the conversions or the, you know, all of that stuff to happen really fast. It actually takes, it takes a while of consistent exposure because at least for myself, I have noticed that it is in the exposure to whatever it is that my podcasters are talking about over a period of time that's going to make me make that choice to finally pull the plug on that thing. And whether it is proper sponsorship, meaning that they've got like the ads in between and now this ad is brought to you by blah, blah. Or if it's something that they're talking about that they really love, like the way that I like the way maybe Jess and I talk about something that we constantly use or something along those lines. Eventually, people will start using what we're using because we talk about it so much. And I know that I have done that for sure with the majority of the apps that I use on my computer. I bought because I know somebody else that has used it. And also, so, you know, things like Hover. Again, I'm a, I'm a fan of Hover now simply because I've heard Hover being in, on so many different podcasts. And I just prefer the interface. And now I'm a, I'm a Hover fan. That's where I get my, my um, domain names. So it doesn't matter if there's another cheap place. I just like going to Hover. I have, I've, I've made a decision. And then it essentially has been based on podcast advertising. So... It's very, it's a very, it's a very strange thing, but it is in the, in, in the compiled exposure, not on the one time, not on the one time. I really don't think it works as a one-off as in like, you need to make sales. You know what? You need to invest in a podcast advertising. That's not going to happen. I think that over a period of time, investing like that will really help you, but not um, not if it's like you need to make sales right now. It's not. It's not going to help. Not podcasting anyway. Like that's when you go to Facebook ads. I totally agree with that because I need to buy a security camera for my back door. I want one of those where you you, know, you put it up there and you can see somebody come to the back door because I can't hear. They'll knock on the door and I'm far away from it. I can't hear. So they can ring the bell and then the camera can come on or I could be away from the house. So I wanted to buy one of those. And a lot of the podcasts I listen to talk about ring. They, they advertise Ring on a lot of podcasts. It's the first place I went, and it's the fr- and I bought it because of I, I heard it on a podcast. There's plenty. I, there, I could go and look at plenty of the other ones, but I immediately went to that one when it was time to purchase. And that's been they've been I've been hearing it for a year, but now when I really want to purchase it, that's what I go to. So you're right. I agree with that. Yeah, and you know what's another thing too? Like Ran is getting ready, like he's working on a project himself and he's like, I think we're going to need a website. And one of the first things that was like, oh, you can use Squarespace. (laughs) And I gave him the code for one of my favorite podcasts because I was like, if you want to use it, here's the code. It'll give you this amount and stuff like this. Uh, That's it. So it's just interesting the way that it works out, that it wasn't even me, that it's me talking about it. And mind you, I know what he wanted. And I also know what his um, resistance is to like things like WordPress. So I know that this was like a better option. Um, So 
I don't know. I just think that it we just need to know that it's not a it's not a quick thing. That's all. Especially when we are working with people and they have expectations of of monetize of monetizing via sponsorship or monetizing via using their podcast as a marketing channel or something like that. Again, it doesn't happen fast and you have to start to think no. about that. You know that 25 to 30 exposure of the same of the same offer over and over again, once you've exposed 25 to 30, then you can start to make proper decisions and go like, oh my God, this isn't working or, ooh, I need to adjust this, uh, this ad or whatever, or the sale, because you're not going to get the data. You know, I had a lot of consulting calls yesterday and one of the one of the consistent themes that I had not just yesterday but usually when I tr- when I'm talking to n- new or newer podcasters or even podcasters that have been around a long time that say they're ready to monetize what they do is they zone in and focus on their content it's like they start like kind of I mean you and I did this subtly but like they start out with these mics and then when their show doesn't get anywhere, they change to these mics and then they set up a studio and then they hone in their formula and then they, and then they, and then they, and it's like, great, you have an NPR sounding show, but the same friggin' audience from before, because I can't sell that. Your, your advertiser wants reach. You're honing your content for the listener. You're honing your audience for the advertiser because no offense, they don't give a rat's cooter how awesome your show sounds. They only care how many people are listening to it. So you can focus on your content all day. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's not important. Of course, having a good show and a great sounding show is important. Of course, it's important. But if that's the only thing you focus on in two years and you have like 100, 200 downloads per episode, you're not focusing on the right thing if you want to advertise if you want to monetize with with sponsors you're just not i mean right. you and guys I, are silent which probably means you're annoyed at this no but no it's no true. you know what i think that i i agree with you and i think part of of the matter is is this and it's not it's the way that you're putting it forth i think that it is the thing I know, that's not I'm making sense with content, a lot of people grow your show i know right. because i'm saying forget the content i'm not saying forget the content right. i'm exactly. saying that's you must focus on audience growth if you want a sponsor well, to pay you any decent money. As well. Period. And so that's, that's I think, the, the key right there because I, I completely agree. And I think that there, there might or there needs to be a time of sort of nurturing that where you do kind of get your content that way. But here's the thing, though. We invest, as podcasters that love our stuff, we invest so much on on exactly what you're talking about, the refinement of our content, the reaching of, of the communication with our people, the message, which I think is really important. And it's what I really work on with our people. The thing is, though, with the same mindset that you, cons- you, you focus in on the content and the reach and all that stuff, with that same passion, with that same mindset, you also have to add the expansion and growth and marketing and promotion and all of the other things that go along with it. Because unfortunately, most people that do this in quotes for a living, like let's say already brands that um, have uh, existing bases or maybe other online. Yes. 
most of these people already have that. Even online entrepreneurs already have that, meaning the the leading person. Education. Ex- yes, yeah. they, they've got all that stuff. And so what happens yeah. is you're sitting there and then you're like, okay, now I'm ready. I have a great show. Yeah, but you have you do not have the skills of how to monetize. Oh, I mean, sorry, market. And also the market, other thing is yeah. you also don't know how to reach people. You don't know how to have relationships. And you also don't know how long it takes. Guilty because as charged. I spent the majority of time. That's right. I know you're guilty as charged, John. John. That's exactly you. You, ex- are, you just described me to a T. For the past four years, I went and I did everything as far as technically to be able to make the show sound better and know how to podcast and do all that stuff. And now I'm to a point where I had that all down. And if you tell and me, now you, and now you're ready to quit. No, 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 I'm not ready to quit. I'm now That's what I'm re- I keep hearing. I'm ready to throw the towel in. I have the perfect content. No one's listening. It's like, well, who have you told? Who have you told? Okay, well, that's what I was about ready to say was that now that I <laughs> have that and I feel comfortable with that, it's now time to turn to something that I'm uncomfortable with, which is market the show, mm-hmm. put it out there, learn how to do with the same passion that I wanted the podcast with, promote the podcast. You're absolutely right. And I'm, I'm guilty as charged. making a course first quarter about marketing and growing a show. I don't know... How or if it's going to be through the agency or through me or through some other force of nature, but it will be out by March. Mark my words. And you will be the first customer, John John. Yes, I will. But just so you know, I will be fixing this for everyone because I have had it with this problem. So when you do this course, you'll be like talking to me like I'll be your target audience, right? Yes, I will. I figured that. Yes. Because it frustrates me to have somebody come to me and say that they've been passionate about something for five years and their numbers have gone down, even though their content's gotten better and they're ready to quit because no advertiser will give them money. And it's like, but your Twitter is a is a desert. Dumpster your Facebook fire. page is a desert. All you do but is post also, one time it, a week when your episode goes live. How, how is anyone supposed to know? But to also, listen? there's also there's also the other thing too, Jess. Because what I get right now that that I'm getting inside of um, now that Lipson, I'm trying to amp up the Instagram, um, our Instagram page for Lipson. And yeah. so I'm looking for content. I'm kind of just starting to make relationships and things like that inside of Lipson. And I have got to tell you how annoyed I am by the amount of podcasters that are tagging Lipson on every single post. Oh, no. That they make put it up. Stop. And, and it's like, listen, person, that doesn't help. That doesn't, it doesn't help for you to at Lipson on Instagram every time you put a new episode. It doesn't help. You can cash tag Libsyn. That's awesome. Because what's happening, at least from my perspective, is I am being inundated with at replies of of something that inundated, whatever, that has nothing to do with me or me paying attention and me being tagged on something or Libsyn being tagged on something doesn't mean I'm going to go over there and go, oh, my gosh. Wow. Great. Great. This is awesome. No, you can hashtag it. That's fine. Yeah. Don't at tag me. So what I'm saying is that there are people who are marketing the tar out of their stuff in the most horrific ways that are the most annoying and that are not working. 
So there's this also has that. oddly become a weird little vent session for Jessica and Elsie. Yes, didn't it is. Didn't mean for that to happen. We didn't. No, yeah, we did not mean to the, for that to happen. But but you're right. I I see it from like I understand where you're coming from, and I see it from a different perspective because what happens is what I see the bad marketing going wrong is that people aren't attuned to what their the value offering is, meaning what their platform is, what their message is, what their conversation is, why it, you are why your podcast is important, like in the heart, like most people don't even bother thinking about that at all Mm -hmm. or even writing it down because it's like, what? I just posted my latest episode. That's enough. It should be fine. (laughs) And it's like, no, if you, you've got to find other ways to get people interested in your stuff. Oh my God. Anyway, but we're spending so much time on this. How about we just move on to, since we're in a rant, how about we move into Jessica's pet peeve, which I added for you. I thought we were already in there. Well, we're going to now make it for real. <laughs> Jessica's pet peeves. Sometimes when I hear that, I think you're really laughing. No, I am not really. I don't even I know, know you're how not, that happens. But, but anyway. <laughs> See, yes, that one. That's, that's demented. So creepy. So creepy. So but, creepy. It is but demented. Dude, that's exactly how I would describe it. I wrote this in because I know that you were upset and I saw your posting inside of many Facebook groups about not being able to find shows because when you were clicking through from many iTunes, yeah. you couldn't find any information. So It's infuriating. Okay, yes. So occasionally I have very, 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 very specific requests for shows. Bass fishing is just an example. Let's go to iTunes. And do a search for bass fishing. Then I go to see all so I can see all the shows. There's going to be shows in here that have pod faded. They don't update anymore. Fine. There's also shows in here where I go to the, like I go, I open the show and then on the left side under links, it says website. I go to the website and it's either like a network page or a Libsyn page, and it's not fully filled out, which means there's still no contact information. I have absolutely no way to get a hold of the person who hosts the show to see if they would be interested in an advertiser. Please stop what you're doing right now. Go to iTunes, look up your show, pull your show up, go to the... On the left side column in iTunes, under links, it says website. Click, first of all, to see where does this go to? Does it even go to your website? If not, fix it. Number two, does your website have an easy way to contact you? Even if it's just some BS contact form, I don't care. Can it find you? Can I find you if I need your particular niche? I cannot. I've been looking for three niches for five days. You wouldn't believe how many shows are updating on a regular basis that have absolutely no way of getting in contact with you. Now, if you don't want someone to contact you, great. Well done. Perfect. Okay. But most of you are crying and whining all the time about how you never get an advertiser. Well, now you know why. Because nobody can talk to you. No social, no email, no phone call, no website, no nada. It's in fear. I mean, for me, oh my God, it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating to have calls with seven podcasters a day that want an advertiser and then go to offer somebody an advertiser. They don't have no contact info. Come on. Come on. <sighs> I'm done. 
And and as a note, guys, I'm just going to clarify what Jess said a little bit here because there's there's two yes. different places now. Oh, no, I mean, not to say that you weren't clear. I'm just saying for for take take two different places now. So mm-hmm. when advertisers, at least from the perspective of where Jess is sitting, right, as sort of like a manager, as somebody who is is in the position of negotiation, a lot of the time they're going to be in front of their computer because that's their work and that's what they're doing. So they're going to be using iTunes. And so when they go inside of iTunes desktop, that's what she's talking about. On the left-hand side, there is like a website link on the uh, uh, within iTunes of your page where that needs to go somewhere that is actually yours. Okay, there's that's step one. The other thing is that there is a different place that you need to also optimize that is for Apple Podcasts for somebody who is listening or inside of their iPhone themselves for Apple Podcasts. In Apple Podcasts, each one, almost each one of your episodes has a link back. Each one of your episodes Mm -hmm. has a link back that's right there front and center. It's not like convoluted or anything else. And a lot of people are not using that. In fact, I keep forgetting to put our permalink in there as well because it's a little bit it's it's a little bit of a challenge to put a custom permalink in there for us because it's um, because of Libsyn plus the website and I want people to go to the website. I don't want people to go so to Libsyn. You said custom permalink. It fell a little too techy for me. I just thought yeah, I'd let I know. You know. It's because um, whenever it's you're getting inside a little techy of- in here, I gotta roll my pants up. There is there is another link. I know. And Sorry. when you look inside of Apple Podcasts where it says episode link or episode website, it actually can take you to wherever you want them to go. In fact, you don't even have to send them to your episode website. You can actually put in some kind of opt-in page right there for you that you can actually do. This is for Apple Podcasts, the app only, not for iTunes. And if you use Libsyn, you can actually do this inside of the dashboard itself. There is an option as you are publishing your episode for custom permalink. You'll see it like it's on the top uh, third quarter, top one third of the top part of the page where you can actually do that. And if you do that, you can copy paste uh, wherever the URL you want them to go to and it'll pop in right there. So that's the other option. That said, though, the majority of people like Jess or anybody who's looking for podcasts to do this are not going to be going into your the Apple podcast page, usually the Apple podcast app. They're going to be in their computer and they're going to be looking at iTunes. Now, a tip for, I don't know, Jess, if you did this, and I think maybe I'm just going to mention it again. And I think we've talked about this before because I actually just went in there myself. Um, did you go to Listen Notes to look for some of these? ListenNotes.com because I no, just put in. I didn't look to, in pod search either. I probably should have. Because Listen Notes, I just put um, bass fishing and I had, and then you can actually look for episodes and podcasts oh. and the relevance. And then Listen so it gave notes. me, it gave me 33 results of like a bunch. There's one that's like Netminders Tennessee bass fishing and one objective bass fishing, rather be fishing with Mike Clotus, Renegade Bass Tour Fish Cast. Major League Fishing's lines and podcasts. It seems like there's a lot of, a lot. Pro, ba- pro, pro, pro uh, Bass Insider. That seems like very relevant. Um, so here's something interesting. Maybe you can give me some insight on this. Heather and I got an email from listennotes.com. Mm-hmm. And listen to this. I have a business proposition for you. I'm the founder of Listen Notes. I think Listen Notes may be useful to you when you need to find shows to advertise on. Let me know if you need any feedback. And this was back in 
December. And then I got another email from them, January 2, that said, I'm the founder of Listen Notes. We're a podcast search engine. We have a very complete database, including 422,000 shows. We are selling the one-time database CSV dump now. Are you interested in buying it? I think the database is very useful to an ads agency like yours. People can dig into the data, do some useful analysis, find out what shows to advertise on. This is, let me know. I mean, what do you think of that? How accurate is Listen Notes? Where do they get the information? How do they get it? Where do they get it? They're actually using the iTunes API, but they are optimizing for search, which iTunes doesn't do, or Apple for that matter. So they're actually so do you making think sure it would be useful to have this database. Maybe it would. I think so, because at this moment, you can't really search to this degree. One of the reasons that I mean, you can in some podcast apps, some podcast apps, you can search like one that you can use is CastBox. We've talked about CastBox. CastBox has a fantastic uh, search engine. So instead of going into iTunes next time, go into CastBox on your phone and search there. Uh, they also also search episodes. And there are a lot of different podcast app, up the, uh, apps out there that are also searching episodes. So at this moment, most of the podcast apps have better search algorithm than iTunes itself does at this moment. Um, and also, I think Listen Notes does deliver key phrase, key phrase, um, you know, the optimal ones. Because what happens with iTunes themselves is that they search words versus key phrases. So if you were in iTunes looking for bass fishing, and I guess, you know, most of the time that that stuff comes together, but they're going to give you results based on bass and they're going to give you results based on fishing. And usually they're just going to going, the algorithm is going to skew towards the, the podcast that has had the most amount of subscribers in a certain yeah. amount of time, right? So you're not yeah. going to get sort of relevant results within iTunes, whereas Listen Notes is delivering actual results for the words versus the amount of people that are, uh, how do you say it, like subscribed. You know, it, it actually is giving you the results so that mm-hmm. you are getting that one place that was like, I just saw that with the one that I was like, oh, Pro Bass Insider. I mean, Pro Bass Insider. That's like, that seems mm-hmm. like a really great um, delivery. I, I just don't know how big it is. You know, I don't know. And mind you, I think what it also shows you is that when they were updated. So Pro Base Insider, Bass yes. Insider is, it so says that's the two thing years is like, ago. if I were to get the database, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, if I got the database, it wouldn't be updated. I would just have the one database. I would never know how, I mean, I would know the old ones, but I wouldn't know yeah. the new ones. I don't know if, you yeah. know, and I'm not, the, the other thing is that I would have a conversation with this person and say, does the database mean that I get an opportunity to go, is it is it like a, a running thing where I can go inside like listen notes and get this information? Or no, they just want to sell me the, C, the CSV. Oh, uh, the no. CSV, the files. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know about that because this one has, it actually, this Netminders Tennessee bass fishing, it, it says there it was updated 23 days ago. Then another one mm-hmm. is two days ago. So you can actually see which ones were updated. And I think that that's also important information you need because this last one, that's really awesome. If it, the last episode came out two years ago, uh, that doesn't matter for us at all because it's not being updated. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, 
But yeah, I think yeah, that that's actually, important. but I'm glad you brought them up because I'm seeing now that they're much more helpful than I originally thought. So that's yeah. Cool. It, but test it out. I mean, that's the way that I would figure it out is the next time you're looking for something like that, go inside of Listen Notes, do some research, get the results, follow up on the results and see how relevant those results were for you. Because it, you might be right. Mm -hmm. it, it might be like too irrelevant. It might be like this. these shows are way too small, as in 25 people listening kind of stuff. Not or to say that that's bad even. again. I wish I could. Be. Yeah. So you yeah, never yeah. know. So... Anyway, yeah. I'm not, I just want to give before we, if I may transition out because we are now running pretty long yep. here. Let's do um, it. Yep. <clears throat> I just want to move into a little feedback we got from Tool Tips and then maybe take it home. Elsie's Tool Tips. So remember how last week we were talking about emojis and how they're not built into the Mac and I had to download that 99 cent thing and then we were talking about it and how exciting and then John was so excited and all the stuff. Well, thank you, Mr. Ryan Gray, who like called me out like right away. He uh, messaged me on, <laughs> on Messenger. He's like, dude, emojis are built into the <laughs> Mac. You just need to hit control wow. command space bar. All right. Thank you for making me feel <laughs> stupid. But now I love it. So you guys, control, if you have a Mac, control, command, space bar, pops up this little, a little pop-up of your emoji. Control, there you have it. Control, command, space bar. Yeah. Control, <gasps> command, space bar. It worked. I know. Isn't that neat? So, but, but then I was so like, how is it? exciting. How does, how does anybody know that? He's like, I don't remember how I found out. But anyway, I just thought I'd share that. Thank you, Ryan Gray, uh, for putting me in my place with my tool tips of not knowing what I'm doing as much. So, so thank you, guys. I think that's it. Oh, my gosh. That's been a lot. Hey, but we haven't it told was a everybody. Lot. We talked about a lot. Oh, yes. Before we go, we've got to tell you about PodFest because I'm yes. going to be there and we're going to be roasting Dave Jackson. So come just for that. Um, but, you know, stay for the sunshine, middle of February. No, sorry. Beginning of February in Orlando. Again, if you want to learn a podcast, this is like a, a bit of a smaller event from podcast movement. But a lot of the people you like to listen to are going to be there. Again, it's the kind of place where you can get to know some of the teachers and mentors in podcasting. You can learn about how to start one, how to market, how to monetize. I am doing a full, a half day um, workshop with Katie Kremitzos about marketing and monetizing. It's called the Boss Lady Workshop. You can sign up on potfest, podfest.us and use the code SHEPODCAST for $40 off your ticket. We're going to have so much fun. I love PodFest. Are you going to be there? We still don't know. We still don't know. I'm such. I Do we? Yeah. You had the. You had a goat baby. Yeah, but it's that there. Um, it's thirty days of this. You know, I'm just trying to figure out how. How and then the girls are still sick. I mean, seriously, it's crazy. Mind you, though, I did look and there's a straight like there's like a um. How do you say that flight that doesn't ever stop nonstop? Nonstop. <laughs> nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> How do you say that flight that doesn't ever stop? It's becoming my favorite part of the show. <laughs> so nonstop. But the other day, I just I just checked flights, and there was. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just being dramatic. There was there's like actually a nonstop flight there, and they are very inexpensive. Like I, I there's one that's like ninety six yes. bucks, and there's there's a very yes. specific airline that goes from Greenville. 
South Carolina, which is very close to me. It's like an hour. Is it's it an frontier? hour away. You know, but it is just it goes. It's an hour and a half flight. So I think is that it frontier. No, from South Car- from well South Carolina because it's from where I am. Is the airline so. Frontier? No, it's not. It's a different okay, one. I've never not... heard of this airline before. It starts with an A. All I know is that it starts with an A, and I was like, "Oh my Just god!" Don't fly Frontier. Who knew? And so it's pretty. It's it's fast, and I've never seen this airline yeah. before. So well, don't fly Frontier because it used to be JetBlue, which used to be something else terrible. I had the worst flight experiences of my life on those planes. Anyway, keep talking stuck on the tarmac going, for eight hours. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying the airline. No Frontier Airlines. Please save yourself. I'm yeah. doing Southwest. It was 250 round trip. Each way was 125. So I'm excited. Yeah, for now, it's like it, for my round trip, there it's was very one that was $96. Yeah, it's very cheap to go to Orlando right now, especially if you're on the East Coast. And if you're not, I don't care. You still need to come. It's so fun. They have beautiful pools. They have Disney. They have Citrus. They have sunshine, all the things I don't have here in Delaware. So I am hopping it now. Can't wait. So uh, please, I'd love to see you there. It would be so fun. Um, I guess we should just wrap it up. Wrap yep. it, wrap it. Wrap it, wrap Tie it. Tie and snap it. Time to go. And thank so, you guys for listening. And do contact us, please. Feedback at cheapodcast.com. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. Oh, my God. And then, oh, my gosh, Twitter, ShePodcast.com. Or you can find us over on our Facebook no. group, Facebook.com no. slash group no. slash ShePodcast. And one last thing, yes. guys. I'm amping up again the Facebook play, Facebook.com slash ShePodcast. So on the ShePodcast page, on Facebook, not the group, everybody can like us there. The page. You guys can see a little bit behind the scenes of Jess and Elsie Life, plus a lot of these news that we cover here and a lot of really interesting things, of course, just from the ShePodcast perspective for our uh, of what we put out there so please go check it out it's been kind of fun to to see the behind the scenes so if you want to see baby goats you have to go to the sheep podcast facebook page to see them yay <laughs> yay yes like that baby goats okay that's it everybody bye love you mean it <laughs>